I'm in the living room. Let me see my. Really? <laughs> Stop playing around. I'm gonna be on a brick, boy. This nigga here. <laughs> yeah. You are stupid. I want to know if they got any more. You playing around with the stuff? You oh, know? Okay, come on. Let. Oh, I gotta take it off. I'm blurry. See, I just don't like that mattress in my background. <laughs> I, I don't, uh, that's a mattress? Oh, yeah, shit. This is a full time mattress. Hey, well, nobody would have do it if you didn't say that. I know. I can't stand you. <laughs> nobody would have do But on your side, it doesn't look like a mattress. On mine, you can see the curve off. But then that means I gotta get closer to you. Oh, I want you to be on my back. Yeah, that's right. There you go. I move. Shit. Are you messing with my puff? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. You messing with my puff. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. with Kim and Kayla. I'm Kim. I'm Kayla. And we just going to sit here and chill and talk about it's a, it takes a village. That's what we're going to talk about. It takes a village. So girl, I know. These days compared to old days is not where it's at. It's not. I, um, now granted, most of my village for me that I'm aware of didn't occur until shit, I don't know. I probably high school, I guess. But it depends on the village that we're talking about. So let's start off with the basic villages and then we can expand to something else. Okay, okay. So what basic ones you want to talk about first? Okay. So growing up you know you have your basic village. You have, depending on if you, your parents raised you, 
your grandparents raised you, a guardian, whoever. Okay. Mm-hmm. In my case, I'm gonna use my parents. It was my parents, and then they break out, and they have a mom and dad. But my family is a little different dynamic because I have my dad, dad's dad, mm-hmm. and his wife. Mm. So you got that branch off. I got that. Then you got my mom mm. and her mom and her dad. And then they branch off. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like the blended families of all sorts. Yeah. So growing up, I had aunties galore. <laughs> uncles galore. We not gonna talk about kids they we actually shrink that's why i got to say so if you as a kid growing up and you have whoever your guardian is they have their village on top of that then depending on what neighborhood and stuff you lived in your neighbors was also your village you see what i'm saying yes so as ken said growing up your village gets smaller and smaller because people go their separate ways. People got minds of their own and be like, yo, I ain't got to deal with them no more because they grown. Or I don't bang with your family. Yeah. I don't bang with your daddy. I, you see, and as a kid, you don't see all of that. You see what I'm saying? They, they try to hide it. Mm-hmm. We knew. Well, I knew <laughs> a lot of the issues, but I sat back because what do they tell you? Stay in a child's place, mm-hmm. right? But, you but as you get older, adults for. as you get older, you be like, yo, I remember when y'all did that mess. I need that. I needed to hear that conversation. <laughs> I need to know what happened there. That's the basics when you start from scratch. You see what I'm saying? And like I said, it doesn't matter if you have one parent, two parents, no parents. Right. You always have that start off, the basics. See, for me, um, well, I'll start with my mom's village because she had the biggest village. Um, my grandpa, his mom came from a woman, my, my second great-grandma. She had 27 kids. <laughs> and I want to say about 15 to 18 survived until after um, toddler age. And so when you had that many aunts and uncles and then including the cousins, that's a village. I mean, at one point, our church was just full of 99% family. I don't know about now, but um, by the time it rolled down to me, I didn't see, I seen spurts, I'll put it that way, of the village because some people did help, I guess, help my mom in order to help me and my brother. You ain't had no village, girl. You had a colony. <laughs> them people was long, most of them people was long dead by the time I can remember. <laughs> Take it back in the old days. It's small. 
You go in, no, you no. go out. Everybody know each other. We but had, you talking about 20 plus? We had tried. <laughs> we had tried. Girl, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then, I mean, my dad, he came from, he's number 11 out of 12 kids just by his mom. I think his dad had maybe like five others besides my dad's um, younger brother, which would be my grandma's 12th kid. But I'm sure, you know, that was a village in itself right there. I mean, he go into school with cousins. And so, you know, you always had somebody to look out for you because you always had family. Fast forward to when I could remember about having family around it or needing that type of village. Uh, I'll say junior high. My brother was very social. So all of the people that was social during his era they adopted me while we was at the same school and then as they faded out then my class was just the oldest class that's when the bullying started and all that but i yeah, was they always wait till the older people leave right because it was the same way with me so then uh you know my village was a lot smaller by then oh, yeah. and you didn't really know who to talk to. <laughs> As you get older, your village gets smaller and right. smaller. I'm going to tell you, my village was so large. Like I said, I had blended family. I had additions. I had extra aunties. I ain't know where they came from. Extra granddaddies. Like, just area. And as, like you said, when you're growing up, you're labeled as those people. You see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But as they fade off, people forget who they were. Right. And now you have to develop your own self. And when they realize, oh, you can to such and such, or that was done or not, you're like, yeah, but the way you treated me is not the same way you treated them. You see what I'm saying? Or you treated me when I was younger. Oh, okay. No, like for me, I'll just go as far back as probably like seventh maybe eighth grade um one of my homegirls now that was my village because her mom put up with us all the time day or night she would take us places she would um do stuff with us even if it's something little she would make sure that um me and um my stepsister was included and I, I thought that was really cool that we could have just had a place where we could go and just be us and have a little freedom plus be able to go about so her aunts and uncles became our you know it's part of our village yeah 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 i mean i had that as well um growing up because being a pastor's daughter, it was strict. I bet. So it was the don't come, don't call policy. And hold on. What is the don't come, don't call policy? So if you was a boy trying to talk to me or my sister, it was don't come over here and don't call. Because if you want to find out, what oh, happened? it's one of them. Fuck around and find out. <laughs> in high school, because I didn't, I wasn't able to go to like no dances or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Not even prom. 
That's what I'm about to tell you. Oh, shit. When it came down to junior prom as a junior and then even senior prom and stuff, my junior prom, I was interested in this senior. Mm -hmm. And I told him, the only way I'm able to go to your prom and my prom with you is if you come and be a gentleman and knock on my daddy's door mm. and speak to him. So, this one gentleman and I, to this day, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. Oh, shit. What happened? But he came and knocked on the door. Mm -hmm. My daddy was like, this is his voice. Who is that knocking on my door? Nobody down. So when you walk in across the top of the stairs, you can look down outside because uh -huh. of the same way. And he saw some random little skinny little boy. And I was like, Dad, it's for you. He was like, I'm not expecting no man. Oh my gosh. Mind you, my heart is beating really fast. Mm. So he goes and opens the door and he was like, And who are you? Why is you knocking on my door? Oh Lord. This little boy was scared out of his little, I don't know. I don't know if he peed a little bit or what. <laughs> what is going on with y'all over there? So he was like, you know, uh, and he he said it real nice to my dad. He called him by his last name. He was like, Mr. Such and Such. I was coming over here um, to see if I can escort your daughter to her junior prom. Mm -hmm. And I would like for her to go to prom with me because I'm a senior. My daddy said, meet me out back. <laughs> meet me outside. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I already knew what was about to happen because my dad was in the Marines. You know, he did. He kept fit. He did for Christmas on that one. Every morning he would wake me up and we would go running. You see what I'm saying? So I already knew where we were going with that when he said, meet me out back. So the boy meets him out on the side of the house because they didn't go all the way to the back. They mm -hmm. went on the side of the house. And my daddy said, if you can beat me in this race, I will allow you to take my daughter. I already knew what that was going on. That's that bullshit right there. Basically, he's saying no without saying no. Exactly. I used to run track. Me too. And I could never beat my daddy. I used to run track too, but uh, nah. But the worst part of me is when my daddy started running, especially if me running together together, I stop and laugh because of the way my dad runs. Mm -mm. So it's like I gotta keep focused. But I already knew what the situation was. He was like, "All right, all right, I'm gonna beat you." Talking mass junk. I'm like y'all. Mm -mm -mm. Did your village step in? And try and save it or no? No. The village stood outside and watched the race. <laughs> <laughs> they was like, oh, this is gonna be funny. Let me see right. this shit. <laughs> right. Because they knew the process of okay, don't come, don't come. 
Oh, wow. That's a shame. Right. And I'm in high school, though. A junior at that. Man, my daddy told me to call it. I said, ready. Set. Go. By the time I had the G O out my mouth, mm -hmm. my daddy was already halfway down. <laughs> And the boy was still standing there. He's like, you better go ahead and run. I'm like, run. Run, run, run. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't go to junior prom that year. I didn't think so. <laughs> and see, it's the flip for me. I went to everybody prom. Everybody went to ball. I was there. I ain't had no dates for both of us. I was like, I want to go. I'm going to buy a ticket. I was taking, by my seat prom, I was taking pictures with everybody else. They, they was like, what are you doing? I was like, hey, I know these people, so I'm going to take a picture with them. What am I going to take me a date for? I can't have a true boyfriend because I'm related to like two-thirds of the state, legitly. Yeah. So my mom, you know, it was more of a, I need to know who this person is. And then if I didn't know that she getting the phone tree and she calling her friends, hey, so this is so-and-so and this is his parents. And do you know anything? Now I'm like, mm. yeah, never mind that. I, That's just wait. I, I, I went to my senior prom and I went to senior prom with the boy I used to bully in middle school. Mm -hmm. And he, my family, literally, like you said, here in Hampton, it's very small. You know everybody, and if you don't know everybody, everybody know you. Mm -hmm. See, everybody knew my parents. If they didn't know my dad, they knew my mama, because all they had to do was look at me and be like, you so-and-so daughter, and I'm like. Yeah, everybody tell me I look like my dad. I'm like, yes. I'm like, why? He's like, Back in the day, I'm like, no, we we not going there. <laughs> we not going there. But I didn't really start noticing um, villages until my, when I had my first child. So many people came and helped me out between ha being pregnant all the way through when he had when um I had to bring him back home because I had, I was supposed to go out at uh, TDY. Man, I was, if I could have just sat there and allowed my maturity to really sink in more, because, you know, you're 21, you don't know shit. <laughs> um, I really would have appreciated those people more by, you know, Keeping in touch better, at least. I mean, most of them, I'm on my Facebook with them, but it is not like I I see anything of theirs, and I don't know when they see anything of mine until they like it or whatever. Mm -hmm. But that's when I started realizing that, you know, villages exist and people are there to help you. At one point, I used to say, you know, I'm the one raising my kid, ain't nobody, but that's not true. Because a village does help you raise your kid. Uh, even with, um, as my older one, and we moved to different places, I met so many beautiful people, so many helpful people. Some of them I'm still great friends with. Some of them I feel like are family. And sometimes the people that are in your village 
see something that somebody else do for you or whatever, now all of a sudden they hating on you or at least hating on you to that person. And now that person is starting to look at you like that person views you now is, oh, well, I can't help you. And I'm just like, I, I, and you already know where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the shit about villages that hurt because you can, no matter where you're at, it only take that one villager to decide to start a fire. <laughs> Who are you telling? And I agree with you 100% on that. Because when I first had my son, I had a huge village. I had friends that came over to check on me. I had family members I didn't even speak to mm -hmm. would come and send me stuff. and. The whole time I was pregnant, I had my immediate village. I had my dad, my sister, well, both my sisters, my brother, my mom, auntie. You see what I'm saying? All of that. I just had military people. And when I got to the hospital, I had a phone tree. <laughs> Literally. I'm still not thinking I'm about to have a baby because it wasn't my due date, but my child said something else. <laughs> so did mine. So having that village and that phone tree, all I had to do was send out one message and it spread and oh, okay. everybody was able to, you know, get in contact. But I saw my true village when I gave literally gave birth. You know when you're in that delivery room, they tell you only one or two people can be in there? Mm -hmm. I had my mama, at the time her husband, my sister, my best friend. Uh -oh, that's too much. For me. My brother, and at the time, his girlfriend. Oh no, that's too much for me. I'm like, Everybody was up in there seeing all the good. Mm -mm. Well, I had a C-section, so nobody could be in. Now, granted, I had a group of friends that was there with me when my water broke because in my mucus plug, well, my mucus plug came out, but that's because we was having a baby shower at my house, at my apartment, and I'm dancing. MC brings Oochie Coochie La La La. All of a sudden, I was like, let me go to the bathroom. I was like, I called my homegirl. I was like, yo, T, yo, T. She came in because, you know, she know medical stuff. She worked in medical. I was like, what the fuck is this gummy stuff? She's like, girl, you gotta go to the hospital. So my village packed me up and took me to the hospital. Yep. Now they did stay with us at the hospital and it was my boyfriend, my girl, my homegirl. Well, she like my sister now. T um and whoever else was at the baby shower, because don't get me started naming people, because I might not even be friends with these people anymore. But T, I'm still that's my ace. And you know, they're helping my boyfriend get prepared and stuff, but we had to wait like 24 or 36 hours before I can get my C-section because uh, I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't dilate or whatever. But um, I was in the hospital at nine o'clock and I was trying to eat some Chinese food. <laughs> my mucus plug came out, didn't know what it was. 
I was on the phone talking to my mama. My mama calling my sister, telling her, you need to get off work to go get your sister. Mm-hmm. I tried to call my baby daddy, thinking he know, because he got multiple kids running around here all over the place, but that's neither here or there. He telling me, you ain't about to have a baby because you ain't panicking, you not screaming and hollering. And I'm like, my pain. I wasn't either. You see what I'm saying? My god brother called the hospital and explained to them what's going on. Even MF has thought that I was just a regular civilian who came over, flew over to visit him. And I was like, I'm in the military too. They was like, oh. <laughs> so I saw my village. My brother, they thought my brother was the baby daddy. Oh, wow. The way my brother took care of me. Shout out to my brother. Love you, little bro. But that was my vote. You see what I'm saying? Mm. And even though I won't in the hospital screaming and hollering, my mama was three hours away. I got in the hospital at nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. They called my mama. My mama was there. I was eating popsicles no. until 12 o'clock. <laughs> See, that's that's the caveat with me. I was stationed in England. So what nobody I wanted people that had passports. Dad, I love you. <laughs> but they was like, well, I already been there. <laughs> I was like, well, damn, don't I? Don't I matter? But, you know, that's the emotional stuff. Yeah. After, after I had to know, I called all my villages and was like, he's here. Yeah, my village, my village was there. And like I said, that was just the small portion. Mm-hmm. After I had him and I was at home, my village became a little bit bigger. Because he wasn't even three days old and he was in Maryland. Oh, no. Traveling. Had grandparents out there, didn't even know who they, who are you? <laughs> you know, because my mom, she was a hairstylist. Mm. You know, shout out to all the people in Maryland. Love y'all. Thank you for taking care of my mom. But they became my village. You see what I'm saying? Oh, if I needed yeah. anything, they were there. Um, if my mama called and said, hey, my daughter is this or the grandbaby, because, you know, mm-hmm. after you have kids, it's not about you no more. It's about kids. Yeah. No, my girl. <laughs> my See, I met my girl, Casey, while I was pregnant. So um, it was after that, uh, after I had my son that, you know, she came, became a real asset to my village. But at the time, I was... Uh, a ghetto girl, I guess you want to say so. Like, I call him in a hot beat. Yo, can you watch him? Because I'm about to go upside this N-I-double-G-A's head. <laughs> you know, shit like that. I was, because I was like, I'll hit them before they hit me because I had went through an abusive relationship and I was like, uh nah. So, my village helped me realize that it's more important to to be the mom than be the partier. And I appreciate them for that because it wasn't like I was out every weekend and all that stuff, but we would have conversations either at work or at lunch or whatever. And, you know, they would encourage me and, you know, let me give me advice on thinking about things a different way. It's just it get hard when your village is here. And then here come them orders. Now here you go, and you got to establish another village. I was very blessed to have a village at each place I went to. 
uh, what no matter if it was big or small, but most of my village as an adult has been the military. So when I getting out the military, you know, I still I had neighbors that became family. And then I had my second child a few years later. They came out and was um villages. Um not so much when I first came home from the hospital because, you know, don't don't nobody like coming to see a baby before a certain amount of time sometime. But once that they don't care. Once he could be on the go, everybody oh, he's so adorable. I'll watch him and stuff like that. And I appreciate it because like with my my neighbors that are like family, I call them Nana and Papa or I call them Ma and Papa. Um they really helped me along with my aunt. My aunt, she had already been there and all that stuff, helping me through the pregnancy, coming to check on me, um, and all that stuff. But when it came to having to need somebody if I had to go out of town for my job or if I had to um, stay late at work or if my child was sick, those, my neighbors and um, my son's godmother who was at my job, they really stepped up and would help me at the drop of a dime. And yeah. I, I, that's when I started reflecting back to all the beautiful people that I met who was also part of my villages. And I was like, Okay, you know, it's funny how just like in real life, villages do, you know, they do move um, like when they do the trade for the marriages and stuff to try and keep things, you know, certain tribes don't exist. Yes, because they were whatever, but also they was absorbed into another tribe. So that's how I had to look at it from the military standpoint and then when i had got out and i had the second child um all my military was gone mm -hmm. so i was thankful to also have civilians now yeah and i agree because when i was in the military i had a village um i knew everybody even when i was stationed in other places mm -hmm. there was always a village and it was difficult coming out of the military to civilian life because it's like you're so used to a certain structure and certain right. village in the military to come to people and you be like, they'd be like, what are you talking about? Or why do you do that? Or this is how we do it. You see what I'm saying? And that's when I noticed as an adult mm -hmm. in the civilian side, my village started to get real, real small compared to the blended village, like I told you guys about mm -hmm. earlier. And me, as of right now, my village consists of 10 people. See, I can't say 10 people because I got my mom, her side. I got my dad and his mom's side. Um, I may not see them often, but I know, like, my cousin Gigi, shout out to Gigi, my cousin A Boogie, shout out to A Boogie. They, when I come in town, they take care of me, period. I I don't have to want for much, need much. And when I bring my kid, well, first kid, they, I didn't do it. I didn't need much. Gigi, his godma. And the second kid, same thing. And her brother, the godfather. So 
and that's not why um that's not the reason why they help but the closeness in how you can help or affect somebody in a positive manner or in a comforting manner allows you to be more apt to absorb that type of village instead of just people saying, well, you need to do this, you need to do that. Because now it's at the point where, look, the first kid, I spent four years over, three years overseas with him the first time. And then four years, uh, a year with, um, a year and a half without him. And then another three years with him. So for four years straight, I was overseas. I I knew two people with a cell phone and internet was barely going, you know, crazy. You had the AOL still going on. I get back from overseas and it's bananas. And when I get here, I'm like, I'm trying to find a village and it's like, don't nobody want to really help me. They just want to get me where I need to be so I can get to work. And so it took a little process in that. And I surrounded myself with a whole bunch of great homegirls. And a few of them, they ended up being like like sisters to me because of, you know, how close our friendship was and then how they helped me out with my child and stuff. But um, even friends can be a village for you because aside from your child, you need somebody that you can have a peace of mind with. And it don't necessarily have to be a man. You just need people around you that are uplifting and supportive and you, you know, you balance each other. You can do, you can bounce each other off of each other and build up each other and stuff. But that's the perfect words you said. Positivity <laughs> and builds on each other. When I say I have 10 people in my village, I need to correct myself. I have 10 people in my immediate village. Like, they've been there over the years. I can say 20 plus years or whatever. Those are my village right there for the people that I have no problem just opening up to. And we can talk about anything and everything. Mm -hmm. I do have other villages, though, per se. I have my church. Okay. I'm in a lot of women's groups. I'm in a mom's group. You see what I'm saying? So I have that village where if I need to just release myself as a mom, I have that village of moms that I can just talk to, laugh with. Our kids can play together. You see what I'm saying? Right. So I do have other villages outside of my main village. That's you see what I'm saying? So that's why I needed to correct myself. I do have other villages. But it's not that 10 villagers that I can be like, hey, I'm not feeling good. Can you go give me some ginger ale and leave right. it on the step? Or I'm unable to drive and I don't want to call the ambulance because who's going to be here with my son? Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So it's one of those where they will drop anything at a dime and they're there. Please, I had a whole ass vehicle access to for like I don't know how many years and that was a blessing because I'm using somebody's vehicle all the time like it's my vehicle and 
I don't know if they ever had a problem with it, but they didn't tell me they had a problem with, you know, that's a, a villager response, uh, a real, a real villager. Um, I don't want to say response. Um, trait mm -hmm. that a lot of villagers don't have. They're sacrificing, sacrificing something of theirs so that you can either do what you need to do or it allow you a little bit of comfort. But what do you do? How do you repay that for somebody? How do you? And, and that's the part. I always be. I always think that I have to repay. I have to repay. But I also think about the pay it forward aspect because I was in one of those situations too. Now this man had deployed with me like two years earlier, and maybe a, a year earlier. But either way, I was in a situation. He seen that I was in a situation. This man gave me gas money, bought me some food, and just told me, hey, pay it forward. Because I asked, you know, what's, what's your name? I knew him, but I didn't know his name. I knew him from my job and from one of the tent mates I had when I deployed. And I was like, well, you know, sir, what's your name? I know you're a colonel. Um, where, you know, what's your address so I can send this money back? And he was like, nah, somebody did it for me. You just do it for somebody else. So that's what I try to live by, the pay it forward aspect. Now, I've lived by that too much because I've gone overboard and it became a, oh, she paying it forward? Well, let me take advantage type situation. And I I don't know. I may have made someone in my village feel like I was taking advantage of them. And if I did, I apologize because that was not my intent. But as you get older and get more mature, that's when certain things start clicking to you. Like I was raised real gullible. So there's a lot of shit out there. Even now that I'm like, I try to just joke off or I'm trying to absorb because I'm like, well, I don't know that shit. And then, you know, I closed myself off from my village and stayed in my bubble for a real long time. So now getting out of my bubble, the villages aren't the same because they've had other villages that they've built. But that's why when you were talking about how do you show or repay, if they're true villagers, you don't have to repay them anything except for a thank you and showing that you're appreciative of them helping you. Mm -hmm. um, like you said, with the vehicle situation, yeah, there's gonna be times where your villagers be like, Yo, she didn't left garbage in my car, you see what I'm saying? But it's not that big to cut you off. You will know your true villagers because of the fact that they don't mind coming to you to say, Hey, you know, this is bothering me, or you know, I need to do this, or I need to do that. So, like you said, paying it forward is always a great thing um and your true villagers if you if they did something for you one day it's going to come where you're going to repay it back for them and you're not even going to realize you're repaying it back you see what i'm mm -hmm. saying and it doesn't have to be in the same format you could be repaying them back by just going to the house sitting and saying hey how you doing you see what i'm saying mm -hmm. small stuff like that Matters. Matters. And a lot of people think it has to be this big, lurid, like, lurid 
oh my gosh, um, materialistic. Oh yeah, some real, real lavish and extravagant. Yeah, it's the small things. When I say the small things are, comment if you can, you understand where I'm coming from. We'll reply anytime. Just, just like how I come over there and share with you, or you come over here and share with me, or our kids at a sporting event and we just sit in the car, you know, mm-hmm. check it up. That small piece where I know I be like, hey, can I let you know? We can be talking about anything and everything. Is you the one that drag me out the house the most? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And I'm a homebody. That I don't know. That it's been times where she didn't even know I was going through something at home. And she just called me or texted me and said, hey, girl, I was thinking about you. Or, hey, girl, what you doing? Let's meet up. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That small little thing can make a huge difference. And that's how you know who your true villages are. Right. Because you're going to have villages in there, like you said. That are just using you because they know you're that. That oh, they, they want to be in the mix. Yeah, right. Yeah. But as you get older, you learn. You gotta cut them off. Family, no family. You gotta cut them off because, like we said earlier, it's about that peace, that mm-hmm. trust, that understanding, that loyalty. Girl. <laughs> I could have had a village for the longest time. I mean, they was they were still villages, but like my stepmom family, I ain't knew none of them. And I'm coming from overseas. Oh, I was vicious, girl. <laughs> and I would say hi, but I'd have my nose turned up and everything. And what to after I had my second born that uh, I calmed down because I had gotten out of the military. And by the time I had him, a lot of the military like abrasiveness had calmed down. But after you know, I got started getting to know them. Now, don't ask me who belongs to who. Don't because my stepmom had eighteen siblings, so don't ask me who belongs to who. Don't ask me if one's a sister or a niece because as long as they don't start talking that island talk. I'm okay because every time they start talking to Island talk, I'm like, what you say about me? Now they know I'm just joking now, but back then I didn't I was joking. I was like, they over there talking about me. Nah, I ain't going for that. So I was like real standoffish. But after we became I became more relaxed and we, we became cool. Shoot, I love them. All of them. They like my I'll say they all like my cousins, cause her sisters, um, I want to say they about they we all in like the same uh 70s 60s 70s kind of way so i say they be cousins <laughs> i mean hey i think like it's all about who's in your village you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. so let us know. Do you have a small village? A big village. A big village. Is there a villager that you wish you could get rid of? Do you need a village? Hey, the patio with him can be a village. Right. Y'all, that, that, we that, could that, have that, him on the show. Yeah, 
that's why we're here. You know, y'all are our village, but we want to hear from you guys. And then there's sometimes when me and her are just up here kicking it, and we're reaching out to y'all. Right. And you like, yo, they hit on the same thing I was just thinking about. That was being a villager and not letting go. Right. It's like a case in point. You going through something and you really wish you had someone that you could truly talk to that was unbiased. We that. We that. Put in the comments. Hey, we might even be able to set up a telephone arrangement so that we could talk to you outside of the show and see if this is something that you want to be talking about on the show. Now, granted, we are limited on where we can call. I apologize for all y'all overseas. <laughs> but um, we appreciate y'all. And if you can drop us a line in the comments, hey, hit us up on uh, the messenger. Even our email, the patio. Oh, crap. The patio. Oh, crap. <laughs> I'll get back to that one. <laughs> but I'll put it in the comments after the show. I don't remember if it's the patio pod. Just worry about it after. Yeah, I'll put it yeah. in the comments. But we like, like we, we check the comments, we check the messenger, especially if you overseas, because I know sometimes you're like, who can I talk to? Or, you know, I just need to release. We here for you to just think. You might have someone that's been through the same situation as you that you don't want to talk about it. Too, because they may want you to think of it the way they went through it, and you just want to have somebody to talk with. Hey, we don't know you from Adam, so all you got to do is talk. We some listeners over here. You might not think it because we talk all through the show, but we some listeners. Hey, and if you want our advice or our guidance, then you know we'll share some things with you and that's if we've even been in that position you, you never know we might have someone else who's able to reply to your comment in um in real of us and give you what you what you needed and you didn't even know you needed exactly so if you comment and you don't want your name said just put it in there saying hey I don't want my name said, just say anonymous. We'll use that as the topic and we can go from there. And you know what? Your topic may be a topic that we never talked about. It may be a topic that we have talked about, but you want to expand it from a different view. And it also may bring us into a whole nother topic or season of topics that um, branch into something even wider or even more in-depth, even more personal. You never know. Um, there's a lot that we don't know about each other, but from the moment I walked over and said, you know, um, what's going on, this one right here, she's like, oh, that's my friend. <laughs> And from that moment on, we've been friends. I done came over her house. I done brought food over. She done came over my house. She done brought stuff over. You know, it's... It's that vibe. It's that vibe. Right. It's all about finding someone you're compatible enough with that even though you don't know from Adam and don't know what their struggles are, if you have that vibe, eventually you'll have that vibe to just start sharing what you've been through 
back and forth. And that's a village too. Uh, it only takes one person to be a village for real, but it's nice to have more than one to go to. And hey, you got us. You might want to specifically ask one one or the other or both of us something. We are more than welcome. Even when the show ends, you do it, we're going to respond no matter what. And we appreciate y'all coming through to the patio because we've got a lot of things. We've got a lot of things that we need to talk about with y'all and we need y'all to talk about with us. So you want to close it off, Kim? Hey, and that is us, Kim, and Keela, and we are out. See you next time. And your ass was sleep.